This is Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International, a non-denominational end times ministry dedicated to fulfilling a divine commission to trumpet forth warnings from God concerning the imminent second coming of Christ and the impending judgment of God upon the ungodly. God has sent Dr. Hansen to many nations of the world with a solemn warning to the political and religious leaders and citizenry to repent of their sinfulness and wickedness or face the catastrophic judgments that will soon be unleashed upon the unbelieving world. Listen now to the warnings of our compassionate and merciful Creator conveyed through His faithful prophetic spokesman, the host of Warning Radio, Dr. Jonathan Hansen. This is Jonathan Hansen. I want to welcome you to the Warning Television Program, those listening on radio, shortwave radio, all forms of social media. Welcome. This is the first service in the year 2022. I hope you've had a very good uh, New Year's Day as we look forward, all of us, to victory ahead. Victory ahead. You know, we're in desperate times, trying times, dangerous times, prophetic times. The Bible warns very clearly the times we live in if you are in tune with the reality of prophecy in the Bible. I hope you are. Talks about a one world government, talks about again uh, the new world order. It talks about, if we want to say civil war, civil unrest, uh, an invasion, all of these things. And since March 2020, I've had 22 visions, nighttime visions, talking about civil unrest, civil war, and an invasion. It is all coming as forces try to topple the Republic of the United States of America. My hope today, consequently, and this is a live audience, hope and victory in crisis. Hope and victory in crisis. Or you could say the power of hope. Everybody needs hope. I believe the most important ingredient that we can provide people is hope. You know, the Bible talks about my hope is built on nothing less. That, there's a song that people used to sing in church. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus Christ and righteousness. I mean, it was such a precious song. You know, on Christ, the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. And the reality is, if you look at circumstances, if you look at other ground, so to speak, it is sinking sand. There is nothing more solid than the Word of God. Amen. I thought long and hard about it. There are many things Christians must do to fulfill their responsibility of leadership, whether it's in the home, business, church, nation. But I believe the greatest thing we do is paint a picture of everlasting hope among the people. Hebrews six seventeen through 19 reads... God has also bound himself with an oath so that those who receive the promise could be perfectly sure that he would never change his mind. So God has given both his promise and his oath. These two things are unchangeable because it is impossible for God to lie. 
Therefore, we who have fled to him for refuge can have great confidence as we hold to the hope that lies before us. This hope is a strong and trustworthy anchor for our souls. So again, this, these scriptures say that hope is the anchor of the soul. The soul will mind in emotions. Some people are destroyed by their fears, their anxieties, their emotions. They let it run away with them. They, they don't go back to the promises of God and hold on. But they go right back to their own doubts and fears. That's a stronghold of the mind that needs to be broken. You want us to pray and then you go right back to your own stinking thinking. That destroys you. Can you ever listen to counsel? We could say that the gospel is anchored upon the message of hope. We have the blessed hope of the return of Jesus Christ for his church. My text, Titus 2.11. For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lusts, we should live soberly righteously, and godly in the present age, looking for the blessed hope and glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. In other words, hope is what people need most. If you are to be an effective Christian, if you're going to be an effective leader, hope must be continually deposited in empty, hurting hearts. It is an uncomplicated but extraordinary four-letter word. Hope. H-O-P-E. Christian leaders must never lose sight of this fact. We are in the hope business. When people are dying, I give them hope. My ma mother could have died the last, actually, three weeks. But I continually supplied hope. Encouragement. You will live. Rebuking the spirit of death. Can you provide hope? If you don't have hope in you, don't go to pray for the sick. Because you're the wrong person. It's like a doctor doesn't think he can do the surgery and does the surgery and the patient dies. If you don't have enough of the word of God in you, stay home and call somebody that does. Let me say it again. The effective Christian leader must constantly bring a message of hope. Hope defined humanistic. Natural, people usually think of hope as a vague feeling of desire. To the natural man, apart from Christ, our hope tends to be that which we wish to happen, but not necessarily what we expect to happen. Perhaps you've heard the expression, hope for the best, prepare for the worst. Leave that person at home. Don't come and pray for people I love. Don't come and pray for me. I want somebody with confidence. Let's go with a biblical, what I believe is a biblical definition of hope. Favorable expectation of the future. A Christian's definition of hope is far superior to that of the world. Instead of wishing or hoping for something to happen, a believer knows that their hope is solid, concrete, evidence, because it is grounded in the word of God. I hope you caught that. It's far superior to that of the world. The world says there is no hope. The Christian knows there's always hope. As long as you know God. As long as God is alive, there is hope. Greek. 
E-L-P-I-S, to anticipate with joy and pleasure, confident and favorable expectation of what is sure. That's the definition of hope. This is not wishful thinking. It's not, I sure hope so. Let's look at four results of the power of hope. One, hope has the power to provide tenacity of purpose. Tenacity. Anybody that knows a successful leader knows he has tenacity or she. No, knows, if you know that leader, hey, nothing is going to stop that person. Doesn't matter how many doubts other people tell him, how many lies, how much resistance. He is continuing on with the vision like Christ did when he went to Jerusalem to die on the cross. Nothing and nobody discouraged or stopped him. Jesus had tenacity of purpose to lay down his life so you and I could live. So one, again, hope has the power to provide a tenacity of purpose. People filled with hope have an excitement for tomorrow. A view of God that is incomparable to living for anything else. If you don't know God and things get bad, sirrah, sirrah, plan the funeral. You give up. I could go to hospital after hospital and talk to doctors. The person didn't know God. They had no hope and they just gave up. They gave up. I talked to somebody just last week. The person they told me wanted to die and they just gave up and they died. Hope. It delivers a passion and tenacity to be who God called and has called you to be. I know what God has called me to be, what he called me to be in 1985. And nobody is going to, quote, get in my way, unquote. I'm going to continue to do what God tells me to do and go where God tells me to go and warn whoever God tells me to warn. Like it, hate it, I don't care. Hebrews 10, 23. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. Hold fast the confession of our hope. Years ago, when they gave me a bad report in my kidneys, lungs, liver, nodules down my lungs, I wrote out 15 pages, typed them out of the promises of God that gave hope for a future. Now, I could have gave up and I wouldn't be sitting here. Several times they said, without an operation, you'll be dead by morning. I held on to the word of God he gave me. Obviously, I'm not dead. And I didn't have the operation. It's because God said, don't. And this was a Christian surgeon. You'll be dead by the morning if we don't operate now. I can give you a jab, take away the pain. You'll never wake up. Well, give me the jab. Lay hands and pray, but you will not operate. Two days later, I was perfect. Do you know God? Can you hear from God? Can you hold on to the promises of God? If not, you better trust your surgeon. He might save you. He might kill you. Let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope we affirm. For God can be trusted to keep his promise. 15 pages of the promises of God that I would inhale, I would read, I would quote, I would pray. 
I evaluated my life to see if there was anything there hindering my healing, as the Bible says. Call for the elders of the church. And during that process, if you've committed sin, lead them in repentance and then pray for the sick and God will heal the sick. You got to evaluate your life if you're sick right now. I evaluated mine and made some changes in eating and drinking and stuff like that. You can eat and drink bad things that will eventually kill you, cause disease. Evaluate yourself if, if you're sick right now. Maybe what you ate and drank got you there. I repented. I changed my habits. Number two, hope has the power to renew wayward vision. God's greatest gift is not sight, but vision. Sight. The carnal man relies on sight. If I don't see it, I don't believe it. I don't need that type of leader with me. Always relying on sight. Always the circumstances. Can you hear from God and can you hold on to the vision? Sight has to do with what is revealed to the natural senses. Natural senses. But vision has to do with what God has revealed supernaturally inside you. Can you walk with a third person of the Trinity walking through you, revealing things to you, and allowing yours to be used so he can continue to heal the sick, cast out demons through you? If not, you need to be baptized until the third person of the Trinity can flow through you. We're talking about baptized in the Holy Spirit. Not just, I'm baptized because I asked Jesus. That's not baptism. That's the Spirit of God coming in, renewing your carnality so you have eternal life instead of eternal death. That is not what Jesus said to go tarry for. You were supposed to tarry until the third person of the Trinity moved in you so he could work through you and you could be an ambassador of Jesus Christ with signs following you could continue what Jesus did on earth. And I don't see many Christians doing it today. That's why we're losing America and losing the nations. Because they rely on their own vanity, their own mental assent, will, mind, and emotions, what they see and hear, what they think, what they rationalize. Oh, they're good at quoting the scriptures, some of them, like the Pharisees and scribes. But they don't know the reality of what the scriptures really interpret and mean. Hope has the power to renew wayward vision. Sight has to do with what is revealed to the natural senses. But vision has to do with what God has revealed supernaturally. It is easy to become distracted with all the negativity in our culture and lose sight of our calling. Lose sight of our calling. If you don't have hope within you, the reality is ministers that have graduated from seminary, that's not just Bible school four years, it's another three years of seminary. Within 10 years, 90% of them have left the ministry. That's an awful lot of people that quit. And the reason is they did not have hope. Somewhere they had a lot of head knowledge, but they didn't have strong relationship. So they could trust in what God said. Trust in God. 90% after seven years of training. Your calling as a Christian leader in ministry is to instill hope into the hardest of hearts, into the weakest souls that God has placed under your leadership. 2 Corinthians 3.12, Therefore, having such a hope, we use great boldness in speech. If you've heard a bold preacher, he's a man with hope. The movers and shakers, bold speakers, men and women, the great awakening, the second great awakening, and we need a third.
Number three, hope has the power to strengthen the weary and tired. Without hope, people grow weary, will lose heart, and want to give up and quit. Galatians 6, 9, and let us not grow weary while doing good. For in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Don't grow weary in doing well. What is the hope? The expectation of weeping in due season. We need to get on international, national television. National and international. Why? Because we're in a battle. They're lying to the world. Truth takes away deception. And I have not lost hope that we're going to get there. If you have lost hope as my staff, it's time you get out of my way and resign. Because I have hope. What is hope? The expectation of reaping, of winning. When I was in sports, four-year letterman, year-round letterman, everything I did, year-around, wrestling, track, football, ping pong, laugh, try to win it. I bet you can't even get it across when I slam it at you. I took the championship twice in college. Not bragging, but I had a hope of winning. I thought I would win, and I won. If you think you're a failure, you don't try. But if you have hope and confidence, that's how you get the gold medal in the Olympics. I'm just talking reality here. You want to give up? You can die. You can fail. You'll never get the job because you don't even try. Now, I could go a lot of examples of that, but my time is running away from me. We live in a very difficult and messed up world. Hope has the power to restore a broken heart. This is a world in which people are hungry for hope, thirsty for hope, desperate for hope. When life seemingly beats people up, tosses them to and fro, and then violently robs them of their dreams, all a person really wants to do is be able to breathe again and to have hope again. You say, you know, I want a husband, I want a wife. I'm ready to give up. Don't give up. Look to God and let that husband or wife come to you. Psalm 27, King David, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? I would have lost heart unless I believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait on the Lord, be a good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Again, Psalm 27, 1, verse 13 and verse 14. King David, so many obstacles, never gave up hope. A lot of obstacles. We don't have time to go over his life. It would take us many services. Hope is believing that the goodness of God will intervene in your circumstances. The goodness of God. I believed in the goodness of God, and God gave me another wife. And my first wife went on to be with the Lord. Hope is knowing that God will always be a victor. Hope is the anticipation that God's loving kindness and grace will determine the outcome of your life. Hope is the firm assurance that if we, his sons and daughters, are more than conquerors through him who loves us. We are more than conquerors. Hope is the sweet knowing that nothing, absolutely nothing, is able to separate us from the love of God. Your backslidden relatives who want to condemn you, reject you, persecute you, they can't separate you from the love of God. They're already separated and they don't know it. 
They don't know it. Love is unity, forgiveness. Separation is rejection, persecution, judging, which is of God and which is of Satan. Again, hope is the sweet knowing that nothing, absolutely nothing, is able to separate us from the love of God. Leaders, where do you go to be filled with this kind of hope? One, get in the presence of God. Get in the presence of God. Get in the word of God. Make it a practice to read the word to your anxiety and your fear. Quote it. Anxiety and the fear is doubting Thomas having to touch the holes made by the spear and the nails in the body and hands of Jesus. Some of us go to church all of our life and we're still doubting Thomas. It's better if you look in the mirror and say, hi, doubting Thomas. At least you're truthful with yourself. You go right back to your doubting ways. Well, pastor, I don't like that. Well, then quit. If you don't like it, quit. Don't get mad at me. Just because I tell you who you are. That's an old mindset, a stronghold of the mind. It has to be broken. And you reject it. You keep holding on to the firm foundation, the truth of God, the promises of God. You quit going into the past and just a, a mess you make yourself. Is that a good amen? Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Hope is discovered in an overwhelming peace, knowing that joy can surely be found in his presence. Conclusion, broken people need hope. Rejected people need hope. Disappointed people need hope. Stressed and depressed people need hope. Grieving people need hope. Sick people need hope. Dying people need hope. Hope. Why? Because the Bible says you will raise the dead. You can rebuke the spirit of death. I have done it. Many times in this life. Where if I didn't go into spiritual warfare, they would have died. And you are just the person to give these people hope. If you know your promises in the word of God. If you know the word of God, you can give them hope. Now, if you don't spend enough time with God, I guess stay away from them. Because your own doubts and anxieties, they'll read your face. Get somebody that knows God strongly and believes in miracles. Christian leadership can sometimes be heavy on emotions and light on substance. Don't give in to that type of immature, erratic ministry. Substance, do you know what the Bible says? Make a decision that people under your care will be pointed toward hope. It is vital that we lead people away from an emotional avalanche of despair and a flood of negativity. I never give in to negativity. I never end services with negativity. I always go what could happen, including 2 Chronicles 7.14, if my people will humble themselves and pray, seek my face, turn from their wicked ways and repent, I will heal the land. I'm kicking off eagle-saving nations. Why? Because there is hope. The power in ministry is found when we gently but firmly lead people toward the God of all hope. Hope is the greatest gift we have to offer people. The healing, protective, life-giving hope of Christ is at the heart and center of all true ministry. Nothing else will do. Romans 15, 13 says, Now may the God of hope fill you 
all joy and peace in believing so that you will abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Eagle Saving Nations gives us a hope to save America and the nations around the world. Write to me at warning at worldministries.org. That's warning at worldministries.org to become a member. The vision to wake up Christians to the reality and situation that is taking place in America and around the world today. To expose the forces that are trying to replace the Republic of America under the morality of God, defined in the Bible, and a tyranny, thus communism. To educate Christians in every nation to the goals and operations of the forces aligned and associated with a new world order that are orchestrating one crisis after another, not only in their nation, but throughout the world to move mankind into a world government as described in the book of Revelation. To have leaders and people in every walk of life in every nation join Eagle Saving Nations to be true ambassadors of Jesus Christ, to stop the tyranny that they're trying to bring upon every nation on earth. Once again, become a member of Eagles Saving Nations. Write to me at warning at worldministries.org. That's warning at worldministries.org. Become a member. We can win because God is the God of hope. God bless you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International. Warning Radio is a listener-supported program. We need your donations in order to continue airing these Christ-centered prophetic programs. Send your checks or money orders to World Ministries International, Post Office Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. To donate securely by phone, call 360-629-5248. Visit our website to find other ways of giving and a wealth of information about World Ministries International and host Dr. Jonathan Hansen. The website is worldministries.org. There, you'll also have access to hundreds of previously aired radio programs, made-for-television videos, thousands of articles, Dr. Hansen's books, and travel itinerary. Again, the website is worldministries.org. The phone number is 360-629-5248. Tune in at this same time, Monday through Friday, on this radio station for the next exciting edition of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen. Remember, the Lord is not slow about the promise of His return, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing for any to perish, but for everyone to come to the repentance that leads to eternal life.